Are you looking for ways to grow your ridership dramatically, even beyond your pre-pandemic levels? I'm Paul Comfort. You're going to want to stay tuned to this episode of Transit Unplugged, where I talk with Eve Wiggins, Director of Transit at a major transit system in Mississauga, Ontario, outside of Toronto. They have 500 buses, and they have grown their ridership to 109% of their pre-pandemic levels, 27% over the last year. She tells us how. We also talked to Eve about her career. She's had a great career, 20 years in the Toronto airport, and then working as a group station manager at Toronto Transit Commission for Andy Byford. Then to Metrolinx, where she was vice president of bus services for several years, and now as director of transit for the full city of Mississauga. A great talk about the differences between when you're the CEO, the top person, and when you're in senior leadership, and how you can approach that differently. And finally, we talk about what the future holds for Mississauga when it comes to zero emission fuels. I think you'll be surprised about what's happening there. Stay tuned on now this episode where we talk to Eve Wiggins, Director of Transit in Mississauga. Let's join the conversation. I'm excited to be with Eve Wiggins, who is the Director of Transit in Mississauga, Ontario, My Way Transit System, which happens to be Eve, we're the headquarters of uh, one of our big companies, is Trapeze, right in Mississauga. So I've I've actually been up there probably a half dozen times. Great place, that's, by the way. That's right. That's right. Good morning, Paul. Good to talk to you. Yeah, good to talk to you, too. I'm so excited about the work you're doing at My Way Transportation. So um, I want to just dive right in if you're good with it. Absolutely. Let's go. Yeah. I love the story of you came to Mississauga to see some dramatic improvements. And man, you have driven the growth. You and your agency have driven the growth of service in public transit there dramatically, haven't you? Yeah, the the agency uh, has been growing leaps and bounds since the end of the pandemic. It's been a very fast recovery. I'd say different from other cities. Um, there's something special going on here in Mississauga. I have just recently joined uh, only in November. So uh, this growth, I can't take any credit for it as much as I'd like to, but uh, essentially I was brought in to uh, help serve and support that growth and help help get this transit system really delivering service for all of the customers and the inc- increasing number of customers that we're yeah. having. 27% growth in one year, which is the numbers you're boasting now, are phenomenal. Tell us some about the system itself, the modes you operate, where it operates, et cetera, the you know, closeness to Toronto, et cetera. We cover, um, and I'm going to give you the metric version, but uh, we cover a population in the city of Mississauga. And this is 2021 data, but it's uh, 717,000 or and probably 22. We've grown a bit as well. So we're just shy of a million residents in the city of Mississauga. The size is uh, 292, just short of uh, two, 300 square kilometers um, and you can uh, translate that into uh, square miles. And the service itself, we have in 2023, we serve 41 million customers on, on 65 routes. And we have 51 local routes, six express routes. And we also add service in the uh, school season. So we have also routes covering high schools as well. We right. offer 21, 24-hour service. And we are all exclusively bus service, but we do have a bus rapid transit way as well. Otherwise, we are predominantly intercity. Gotcha. You got 500 vehicles, 1,400 employees, and 3,200 bus stops too, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big system. Uh, And just outside of Toronto, it's a great city. You've got a lot going on. I mean, let's talk about that because so many agencies across North America are still struggling with getting back up to 
pre-pandemic ridership levels. And we're almost done talking about it, I think. I think most CEOs I've talked to are like, Paul, I'm done with it. You know, we've this is our new normal. We're at 80%. This is what it's going to be because a lot of people are still doing hybrid work working. And that's the, you know, for the foreseeable future. But you've your agency has figured out a way. I mean, you're you're over your pre-pandemic ridership numbers from 2019. I think I saw numbers like 109 percent of what it was. So tell us what's happening and what's the secret sauce. Yeah, what's the secret sauce is I, th- I think it's about for us to uh, return the level of service, the number of hours of, that we're putting in service, recruiting uh, operators as quickly as we can. We, we're we're looking for uh, in excess of 100 uh, bus operators, and we are certainly in competition. So as you mentioned, we are just next to the city of Toronto, so we are right next door, and uh, we offer connections to them. And the city of Brampton is just north of us. And we are all looking for uh, upwards of uh, a thousand bus drivers. We are all looking to hire between the three agencies. Between the three agencies. So there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of jobs and uh, a lot of work. And I think that's part of the uh, secret sauce as well. We just had Amazon open a huge facility. Um, We have some other uh, industrials. Mississauga is the still the largest cross docking uh, facility in North America for trucking. So um, uh, trucking generates a lot of employment. There's uh, a lot of factories, a lot of industrial operations that have opened up. Bombardi is opening a new plant uh, right on the airport property. So Toronto Pearson International Airport is also within the city of Mississauga. So um, there's a lot of employment that is uh, rising here in Mississauga and uh, transit is responding and transit ridership. They want to take the bus and we are thrilled about that. And, and we are looking to deliver them the best product that we can and continuously improve that product. And, and your service is a real connector, right? It connects in with other services in your region. That's right. We connect with the uh, provincial uh, intercity provider, Go Transit. We connect with the TTC, uh, the City of Toronto Service, the Toronto Transit Commission. We connect with the uh, Brampton Transit to the north. We connect with Oakville Transit to the west. Um, we are bordered by the lake to the south. But uh, yeah, we, we we connect our residents and our customers across the region with all of the other transit as well. And how does that work with uh, intermodal fare cards or whatever? Are you able to use the same card between different services or does everybody have their own? Yep. So we are a Presto enabled system. So similar to TTC, OC Transpo and Ottawa and, and also Go Transit, we are all Presto systems. And uh, right now we are two fares. So you tap once and then uh, tap onwards. We do have a fare agreement with Go Transit. Um, and I heard there is a fare agreement coming uh, with the other systems as well. So it'll be better for riders, but uh, more on that with what I think is going to be a government announcement soon. So it sounds like it's a combination of factors, like it always is, right, to see the growth. One is what you can do. It sounds like you've increased the service levels, the frequency back up to what it was uh, pre-pandemic. So you're offering services at the same levels. Then you've got uh, the great connections with the, the other major regions around you, Toronto being one of them, Brampton, the other. And then also, thirdly, I'm hearing you say that having enough staff to deliver that service is another factor. So let's talk about you, because we've mentioned a lot of transit systems in the area, and you've actually worked for most of them. So I think you're really well positioned to kind of take this job because of your background and experience. Tell me a little bit about all that, and how all that played out. 
That's right. So um, actually, I started my career in aviation. I, I thought I was going to be a pilot or a big blue sky. I thought I was going to be an astronaut when I was a teenager. So uh, for those uh, of your listeners that are just uh, coming into transit, you never know what the route is that you're going to take to get there. So um, yeah, I did uh, 20 years in aviation and uh, the last 12 of that at uh, Toronto Pearson Airport. Actually, I worked in airport operations in a number of fields. Um, in a number of departments. And uh, I got this uh, amazing call from a headhunter to uh, go and work for the TTC or the Toronto Transit Commission, Andy Byford. Uh, we all know Andy uh, had just arrived and he was modernizing the system and he was implementing the group station manager concept that uh, he was bringing over from the London Underground. So I was one of five unheard of external people that come in at a relatively senior level to join the Toronto Transit Commission as a group station manager, uh, where I did that for two years. And uh, then there were a number of changes at that time, but I was then asked to move over and run the paratransit operations. So uh, for four years, I was the TTC's head of Wheeltrans, which is the name of their paratransit product. And um, I did that uh, until 2018 when I got another call from the same headhunter that said, now you want to go and work for the uh, provincial transportation provider, then that being Go Transit, where I was asked to be the vice president of bus services. And so I uh, looked after Go Bus on the ops and maintenance side uh, for four years. And um, then I took a little break uh, of a few months to kind of consider what I really wanted to do next and uh, looked into uh, really focusing on myself, focusing on uh, leadership. And um, then same headhunting company called me and said, uh, here's, here's your next role for you. And uh, we want you to come to the city of Mississauga and be their new director of transit. I think we all need to get the phone number of that uh, of that of that headhunter firm. <laughs> They're just giving you all the good leads there. You. <laughs> they they are, and I, I heard once um, somebody said that uh, you know what's your what's the secret to your career success, and it's that whenever whenever anybody offers you an opportunity, you say yes. Interesting, and and it was about just uh, really transit. Why would, why would I want to do that? My career is in aviation. Yeah. Although I was thinking at that time of, uh, you know, I was turning 40 at that time and it was about, do I, do I want to do this for the rest of my life? Yeah. And, and there's something happens around that age. I think for most people is yeah. uh, if, if I keep doing it, then I'm going to be stuck doing it. And this is all I'm going to be. That's and, uh, and then when this, I just put that intention out there and, and the call came and it was, yes, this is going to be amazing. And as we've all heard of uh, the TTC, I mean, it's a, it's a storied company. It's a part of the fabric of if anybody lives in Southern Ontario or lives in Toronto, it's abso an absolute in integral part yes. of the fabric. So the opportunity to work for such an organization uh, was really something I jumped at. Yeah. And such a great leader with Andy Byford, who's, I consider the Western world's leading transit executive, you know, doing Toronto, then New York City, then London, and now back helping Amtrak go high speed rail. I just saw Andy a few months ago and he told me all the cool things going on. I'm very excited about what's happening there. So you had a great opportunity, I think, to be mentored by one of the industry's best. My gosh, what what a guy and what an opportunity to spend even just two minutes with with somebody like that. And just two minutes with Andy would would just fill you up and make you feel incredible for months after. He just had that, you know, you asked about the secret sauce of Terenzit. I think he just had that secret sauce of leadership of believing in people and helping people to believe in themselves. 
Yeah. And then, and then that was all it took really is just like, away we go. Let's, let's do something really amazing. And, and he made us believe it. And once you believe it, you can do it. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's a little bit different though, isn't it? That, so you've been in positions where you weren't the very top person uh, in transit. You had these other folks like Andy and Phil Verster up in uh, Metro Links that you're working with and for, and now you're catapulted into the top job. Tell me about that, the differences there, and what's it like, and what's your approach? I, I got to be honest. I have to tell you, it's pretty awesome uh, to be to be the top 10. The dog here is, uh, it's it's great because it, it's really now down to me and that I can really, I, I learned from those incredible leaders uh, what to do. And then I learned from those incredible leaders in those moments of, hey, maybe I would do something differently. And now this is my opportunity to lead and to support the organization. Now I really see myself at the city of Mississauga being their transit guide, if you will. And, and really it's a, it's an awesome responsibility to support the organization of the city and the city itself and make those decisions and then grow and support the team that, that work for me and work with me to to really be the, their experts in their field, the, our, our maintenance lead to be that expert and allow him to really do what he needs to do on the maintenance side. My job is to move obstacles out of the way and uh, and then communicate that properly up to, I report to the commissioner of transportation and works, and then he in turn reports to the city manager. And so they have a lot of other things on their plate. So it's pretty cool that I get to uh, look after this uh, amazing transit organization. Do you have any um, unique uh, kind of like perspectives on leadership when you're in a top position, you know? Um, so do you, do you have pr particular approaches that you'd like to share today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I follow uh, this uh, newly coined uh, term, the CASEL principles. And CASEL stands for courage, authenticity, service, truthfulness, love, believe it or not, and effectiveness. And all of them support each other. And at the end, uh, if you're not effective, then, then, then there's really no point, right? Like that's the number one thing that we want to be, but you need courage sometimes to be effective. You need authenticity. You need to be an authentic person, an authentic leader. You need to be in service. And, and that was one of the, some of the work that I've learned is that before it used to be about pleasing, you know, the Andy Byfords, the Phil Versters. It was really about when I reported to them, it was about pleasing and supporting that leader and what would they have me do and now uh really as as in the top transit job here at the city is about what do my employees need how can i support them how can i serve them best and help them do the right thing and and it's really changed the dynamic it's much more important to me although of course i still want to keep my job but it's really important to me that my employees know that i'm in service of them I make it a point to uh, head out and, and see my frontline employees at least once a week that I'm in the garage, that I'm talking to them, that I'm shaking their hands, that I'm asking them about their families, that I'm saying thanks on, on difficult days. I was in here on New Year's Eve. I came in just to say hi and thanks to those that were here. Um, we unfortunately had a, a horrible collision and uh, the other week, and I made sure that I was in the hospital with the family. So, so it really is, I'm, I'm really coming to embrace 
the yeah. role of service. Yes. And then, you know, truthfulness, right? It's like people just want to hear the truth. Even if it's bad news to them, even if it's something that that you can't do for them, they want to hear the truth. So like, that's absolutely what I want to do is just be authentic and truthful and loving, right? Is about, they're all humans. Nobody comes to work to do a bad job. So if somebody's done something that they shouldn't, and we all know in transit, things happen that you have to deal with the employees who are doing silly things there out on the road or out in the system is really just sitting down and speaking to them and say, Hey, what happened? What happened with you today? Rather than, rather than that approach, I think that we used to, that I think we need to get out of. I think the pandemic taught us a lot about being better supportive of each other. And that's not necessarily, you know, the approach that had been taken before. You don't intend to do a bad job. I'm going to show you here's how we need to do a great job here. And together, all of us doing our part, wow, what amazing things can happen if we do that. I think that's awesome. I, you know, I kind of view, especially at a larger system such as yours, uh, where you have like over a thousand employees, I kind of view the role of a transit director, general manager, CEO, whatever the title is, like a mayor, <laughs> a mayor of a town. You're handling, you know, not just transit, HR, finance, IT, procurement, legal, PR, all the stuff that you would if you were managing, uh, you know, like a, a town, uh, but also the the leadership principles you just mentioned there, a lot of them uh, are, li- are like those of an elected official, right? Dealing with people with authenticity, uh, being out front, visiting, you know, your employees when they're sick, all that kind of stuff. You really are, um, it, it really is an all-encompassing leadership position. Absolutely. And and what I think sometimes, you know, leaders, and, and as I was coming up, is sometimes you're afraid, right? You might hide in your office. There's uh, often that that people can be accused of that. Certainly, the the higher up you go, the less time you have in your diary. Yeah, yeah. But but I found that that is and and before I used to be you know well what do I say right I I you know hold my hand up quite honestly and say I didn't do my my front line I didn't pay my dues in the transit world right I paid my dues in aviation I did other shift work doing other things front line but I didn't do that in transit so it's the what do I say right what's important to transit operators. And I'm very lucky that uh, my husband has uh, been in the transit world for uh, almost 30 years now. And uh, he started as a bus driver. So he's a great resource for me. And I, you know, I, I want to go talk to my operators. What do I ask them? Ask them how long they've been driving. That's really important to a bus operator. They really care about that. Ask them what their day is like. Ask them what their shifts are like. Ask questions. And once, once I figured out how to do that, I'm, I'm away to the, at the races. And, and I tell you, those days when I go and it's unscripted and it's not a structured meeting, yeah. that, those are my best days. That's when I feel the best. That's when I feel most energetic is when I've had time to speak to the frontline employees. Wow. They do so much and they sacrifice so much. And I want to be sure that they know how much I value and appreciate them for doing that. I love that, Eve. That's a great perspective. Now let's shift to what's coming to you for the future. I know uh, Canada has um, has really prioritized public transportation in a way maybe that even America hasn't in some respects. Uh, it is the heartbeat of many of your cities like yours there. But there's a lot coming up in the future um, in public transit, whether it's uh, how vehicles are fueled, whether it's um, you know any any number of things. What do you have coming up for your future of your agency there? So absolutely gross. We have to, um, I'm planning that uh, we're coming back in six months time, um, mid-year to come back and ask for, we need to, if we were not growing incrementally, 
uh, given that uh, our demand is not growing incrementally, it's leaping forward. So if we were going to actually catch up to where we should be now, um, if we weren't trying to grow incrementally on top of the uh, pandemic uh, slowdown, if you will, um, we need to do a catch up. So we're working on how much is that? right? What is our catch-up plan? How many more service hours do we need? And therefore, how many more operators do we need? How many more buses do we need? What does that look like? How many more supervisors? How many more transit enforcement? What does that look like if we were to be comfortably in exactly where we want to be? And then then beyond that is, okay, how do we stay out in front of it? And then the big one for us as well is, okay, With uh, new technology coming in and the vision zero policies or programs that the city has in place, as well as nationally, is about um, lowering our emissions. And what is the choice of bus and what is the choice of that fuel source? So uh, we are actually, um, while we were considering electric buses previously, we're now seeing that uh, other other transit operators are struggling um, and we are in Winter time here now, and we are getting whacked by some cold weather. Finally, it's been pretty balmy and nice for us <laughs> for uh, the t- traditional months. We certainly had a green Christmas here, but um, it is now getting cold, minus 22 Celsius with the wind chill. I'll let your uh, American yeah. listeners <laughs> translate that. Um, and that's not even uh, close to what they're hitting uh, at some of our partner agencies in uh, Edmonton, for example, where it's minus 40 and then over minus 50 uh, with the wind chill. And I think by the time it gets to that temperature, I think Celsius and Fahrenheit are about the same. <laughs> um, so it's really darn cold and and electric buses are struggling in these cold temperatures and the grid is struggling in these cold temperatures. So we are looking to hydrogen. And we are considering uh, our options for actually making our own hydrogen. There is some uh, federal government money uh, that we are trying to take advantage of and uh, submit our proposal for that, um, which is to purchase the hydrogen fuel source buses, but also to generate our own hydrogen. As as all the listeners would know, um, the issue with hydrogen, while it might be great, is getting it and getting access to it. And then the question of, well, how is it produced? Is it green hydrogen? Is it not green hydrogen? Um, so yeah, that's what that's what we're focused on now. And in order to do that, in order to buy more buses, we actually need another garage. We are full our garages. We have two main garages. Our one one large garage is divided into two complexes, but really it's one. And then we have another smaller one in the north part of our city. And uh, we need to uh, a third one. And I'm actually saying. Let's get on paper a fourth one because uh, in no time with the growth that that we've experienced and the focus on transit, Mississauga is a very transit forward, transit focused city. We are looking to uh, help our riders and help our constituents and, and residents of the city of Mississauga to get out of their cars. And if we want them to do that, we need to give them a great alternative. And uh, transit is a great alternative that we can get ourselves there. Well, you've got a you, you've got a full plate uh, coming up for you, don't you? I do, I do. It's but it's fantastic. You know what? It's it's really fantastic, and I really see that that I'm here conducting an incredible orchestra of fourteen hundred people, and it's not all going to be me. I'm not going to be the one with the great ideas and the best ideas, but it's about setting the dream for everyone and uh, all of them to come up with the great ideas. 
I'm helping where I can. I'm supporting, certainly on the operations side. We have some new leaders there that uh, need some particular and focused operational supports. And and just in what what are all the interesting tricks of the trade that you can do and how to really get your service humming out there on the street. We need to get some uh, more on-street presence with our supervisors and you know, kind of catch a bit of the shenanigans that can go on in a big city uh, covering a big footprint. So there's there's a focus on that operationally, but then it's, all right, how can we grow? How quickly can we train new drivers? How many training classes can we put on to bring all those new drivers in, get them in the seat and get them going, and then make sure that we have enough enough buses to uh, to put them in and deliver that service. Wow. Well, congratulations to you on being one of the few large agencies that are now growing at a rapid rate, 27% ridership growth, phenomenal uh, over your uh, pre-pandemic ridership numbers. We wish you the very best as you continue to uh, lay out this plan and deliver for the citizens of Ontario. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Paula. It's been great to talk to you. Hi, I'm Tris Hussey, editor of the Transit Unplugged podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's episode with our guest, Eve Wiggins, head of Mississauga Transit. Coming up next week, we have Holly Arnold, CEO of the Maryland Transit Administration, talking with Paul about her transit career and some of the massive projects on the go at the MTA. We're excited to announce a special Transit Unplugged Live CEO Roundtable hosted by Dr. Khan Yildigos at UITP MENA Transport Congress and Exhibition on February the 29th at the Trapeze Booth. We'll have guests including UITP President Renee Amulkar and the Director General of the Integrated Transport Center in Abu Dhabi, Abdullah Al-Marzuki. Look for more information and links in the show notes. The MENA Transport Congress and Exhibition 2024 is the event focusing on sustainable urban mobility solutions in the MENA region. It takes place in Dubai from February 28th to March 1st. The event is co-organized by UITP and Dubai's RTA. The MENA Transport Congress and Exhibition has been a premier platform for showcasing advancements in public transport since 2007. If you have a question or comment, feel free to email us at info at transitunplugged.com. Transit Unplugged is brought to you by Medaxo. At Medaxo, we're passionate about moving the world's people. And at Transit Unplugged, we're passionate about telling those stories. So until next week, ride safe and ride happy.